0: About chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look
1: at all this beautiful food. Mm. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest <laughs> today, I'm very excited. He's an amazing comedian, probably the funniest comedian that you can see live today, in my humble opinion. He's been on VH1, BET, Comedy Central. He's been in films, Soul Plane, Original Gangster, Zoolander. You can see and you can hear him. I'm, I'm pulling out Zoolander, which is my favorite credit. Which and you can awesome. hear him on his own podcast in Godfrey. We trust. Please welcome the one, the only Godfrey.
0: All right. Little clappy clap.
1: A little clappy clap. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on Godfrey because of a couple things. Number one, uh, you are Nigerian. And we've had one Nigerian on the show already, Ego Wodum. And Nigerians are very passionate about food.
0: Yes, yes. very much so. Very much
1: Number so. Number two is that no matter how old you get, you always look like you're 18 years old. So I'm always, cu- <laughs> I was curious what your diet is. What is in your fridge? We're going to get into it right now. You guys can see Godfrey's fridge on my Instagram at Stand Dan. So... I yeah. was like, I was looking for what the Fountain of Youth stuff is. And there's a couple <laughs> things here that look a little
0: suspect. Okay. There's Coca-Cola. There is Coca-Cola, which completely threw me off. Every once in a while, you know, me and my partner in the, the apartment will, you know, we put some Coke or we'll have like ginger beer or like, you know, sometimes you want some, something fizzy, you know, every once mm-hmm. in a while. You know, we drink a lot of water, we have a filter on our sink. And we drink a lot of water every day. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of greenage. You see a lot of greenage there?
1: There's a lot there's of green. There is a lot a... of green.
0: We got a lot of uh, broccoli, a lot of uh, salad, a lot of spinach, a spinach. Lot, lot of green stuff, a lot of, yeah, that, that nine, 10 grain bread right there. That's like 10 grain. That's real bread. Really, really good bread. Um, we eat it's... that every once in a while. Uh, there's organic eggs. Definitely organic. Those are yeah, we order stuff from certain farms and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um there's there's a drink, these euphorics. That's her drink That's not my drink
1: Yeah, this yeah. is what threw me. This kin euphorics. Euphorics yeah. for humankind. It looks like a moonshine bottle. It's got a cool <laughs> font. You can tell they they paid someone to make these. You nice can tell it's goods. healthy.
0: You can tell it's <laughs> healthy by the font. Healthy font.
1: One hundred It's got a
0: healthy font. <laughs>
1: Uh, a a right, lot of healthy yeah. fonts. The Vital Farms, very yes. healthy font. Yes. Bread yeah, alone, bread alone, super healthy font.
0: Yeah, and down down below, like those are just like some sauces and stuff like that. But down below, it's like it's all fruits to the left.
1: Yeah, um, in the crisper, you got your shredded carrots. You got a lone apple. You got uh, probably cucumbers.
0: More stuff in, in that. You, you pull out. You pull that out, and there's all fruits. And the bottom is it's all organic chicken from this one farm that is like organic chicken. We got like chicken breasts in there. We got like some, yeah, different little meats, but they're all organic, super organic stuff, man.
1: I mean, I I, I gotta say, I'm very impressed with the fridge. Um, I'm gonna sound a little racist if that's okay. Go ahead. Can I be a little racist? This doesn't look like a black man's fridge. It looks like the (laughs) fridge of like a white woman in Berkeley who teaches women's (laughs) studies. I mean, you even uh, you have you have salmon eggs on top here. Yes. Yes. This is a bougie ass fridge. This is a very you're getting meats from specific farms.
0: Yeah. We Dartanian. We go Dartanian is a very <laughs> wonderful company um, for like organic meats and stuff like that. Um, we get I love uh, it. Uh, Farm the table stuff, man. We don't play. We <laughs> order special order. And that stuff up there on the left. Uh, do you it? see that? Little, yeah, that's all probiotics.
1: Yeah, I was looking at those. That's yeah, that's probiotics. Like a, it looks like a, like a medicinal jar. Yeah, um, that's, that's
0: yeah, that's probiotics. And like I took some this morning. I've been doing probiotics for like 20 years. So probiotics oh, that's before it was even cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way before, you know, the CMOS thing I was taking in 2000. And the sea moss they're taking now is not even that good anymore because of the oceans being polluted. I used to go to Lower East Side at actually a botanist. I used to go to a botanist to get actual sea moss in a bag. It was actual the leaves. And I would Come get on. it and I would I would take it home and boil it. And the whole nine. I had to do it old school way. But the, the sea moss now is, is corny. It's not even it's it's a little shady right now because it's like it's all in little jars. And I got it in bags. You know, the actual leaves. Yeah. I had to go to a botanist on the Lower East Side and, yeah, and get real sea moss. Yeah.
1: Shots fired, <laughs> new sea moss. <laughs> Bong, <suck>. Bang bang <laughs>
0: bang! Baka,
1: baka baka What is sea moss and what does it smell like when you boil it?
0: It's, it's, it doesn't really have a smell. It's like a gelatinous. It's, it's sea moss is what you get, you know, in, it's the sea that the, the moss that gathers around rocks and in, in oceans, man. And uh, okay. it, it's, it has some uh, amazing properties. And it's kind of gross when it, you boil it. It just gets ge- uh, gelatinous mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: like a gel. And you just I, I used to have to drink that shit. I was just like, you know, but I drank it for a few years, man. And then it just got really when, once all this pollution started, the guy I have a, a, a guy who's a natural healer that, that he would just tell me what was good, what was no good. And I'd be like, oh, OK, I'm not taking that anymore. I took it for a minute, but then I stopped. Yeah. So, so
1: you've always so I never knew this about you, that you're like a, that you're like a health nut. This is a thing.
0: Yeah. And listen, I'm not even perfect because, you know, as comedians, we go on the road and there's so many wonderful things to eat. And yeah. I try my best to balance. What I do is I like junk food, man. I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, I don't like it. Of course I do. We, we grew up on junk food and even even organic things a lot of organic companies have been bought out by Kellogg's and, uh, and dairy, farm. you know, all these big companies have taken over. Do you remember Kashi that, that, that uh, Kashi? Yeah. My well, dad Kashi. would
1: always get Kashi.
0: Yeah. Kashi was taken over by Kellogg's, man. It was, they were, they were taken over by General Mills, I think. And right. so they start, you know, once the big companies take over, you know, the whole, that some of the integrity of the food is a little bit out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the reality of it. And, So what we try to do is we try to stick with smaller companies that haven't sold out. And, you know, you just pay a little extra, but it's worth it to me because it's, you only have one body. I mean, you know what I mean? If look at the stuff we spend on as far as like bags and shoes and sneakers, I can do that with a meat or a, 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 you know what I mean? A grain or a a fruit. I'll, I'll rather pay. And and plus I don't eat excessively. I don't eat like, over gross amounts of food in general. So why not spend quality food? Is I, I'll, If I'm going to pay $1,000 for shoes, I'm going to pay, a, I don't care, I'll pay $500 for chicken, man. I don't give a shit. I, I want the best to go into my body, man, because we travel everywhere. Look at what we do to ourselves. We're not perfect, but our sleep, the way we travel, and sometimes, and also I like junk food because I know what the ingredients do to you. But my thing is, I don't want to be so clean that I can't eat McDonald's if I have to. Right, 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 you right, know, right. I, don't, I want to be able to temper myself where I can handle junk food. I don't want to go, oh, I've been so clean. I just ate Chick-fil-A. Oh, my body. I don't no. right, right, know. Right, you know, <laughs> There's some places in some cities, they don't have shit. Yeah. You know? And I also, guess what? Uh, let me show you what I do. Can I, can I do a visual?
1: Yes, please.
0: Okay, watch well, this. I'll, I'll, I'll just, explain I'll, what I'll, we're... So we're in Godfrey's
1: hotel room right now. He's in Austin. He's got shows all weekend.
0: You're going you're gonna to laugh at this one. <laughs> okay. So what I do is, because I take supplements and stuff like that. You see these bags right here?
1: Yeah. There's like two these Ziploc bags.
0: bags. I freeze. I'll, I'll make food for like the days that I'm going to be on the road. Organic chicken. I have lentils. I have brown rice. And I'll freeze them. The, the day before and then when it's time to go I pack them in the pack them gla- in freeze bags come and we on. have this like yeah we have this sealer machine and then I'll pack them and then by the time I get to where I need to get to they're still frozen put in the refrigerator and then guess what that, come on that, I bring this with me
1: rice cooker little, is that a rice
0: cooker this, oh it's just a heat it heats up food <laughs> A, okay so it's, it's kind of like a hot pot but it, it's like, like a it's called it's, yeah it's called crock pot crock pot it, it's all it's called crock pot and then you order it and it's small and i put it in my suitcase with their food and i heat it up and i eat you know a few wow. times a day and it's all and i take it with my supplements that is i can show, re- right, let me show you something real wait quick, but right.
1: hold on but godfrey it's not like you're in some shit town that has no food you're in austin one of the best food cities in america
0: No, but I, I, let me tell you something. The reason why I do it because you can control your own ingredients. Remember that. Yes. Sometimes even in restaurants, they add shit that you go, damn, you know, you're trying to, if you're trying to be as clean as you can, my thing is I try to, it's like a trick. I think I, I think I'm tricking myself. I eat as healthy as I can before I leave the, leave the room. I go, let me eat my own food first. So then when I go off a few hours later, I go, okay, I can indulge a little bit. And then when I come back, I'm back to the you know what I mean? It's a balance. It's more 80-20%.
1: That is so funny. Dude, you know who else? Um, Mike, you know Mikey Winfield? I know Mikey. Yeah. He also travels with like a a hot pot and like he'll bring pots and pans and like (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) and I and and my supplements. Let me. I'm actually gonna take you over to my supplement. Watch
1: this. Okay. I mean, none of this is a surprise to me because Godfrey was you, was born in 1858, and he still <laughs> looks like he's 18. Can you so see like, this? Holy shit, dude! Oh my god. Okay, so it looks like it looks like a drug dealer's <laughs> prep <laughs> station. <laughs> there's like there's like a hundred little Ziploc bags full of different pills.
0: Yeah, this is like pinoco. This is um this is a vitamin C. This is a thousand milligram vitamin C. Wow. This is, is coQ ten. This is uh phosphatidyl serine. This is grapeseed extract, this is B methyl B twelve, this is panthenic acid, digestive aid, mono um B twelve, this is alpha lipoic acid, B complex. Yeah, yeah.
1: Jesus yeah. Christ dude. Are you yeah. do you have AIDS? Are you uh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that i oh. look i, so, I, I and, this, the fun- and guess what? what sunlight is awesome for you too man vitamin, vitamin d, b, b. b vitamin d that's right vitamin d that's right? vitamin d man um yeah that was yeah. i one of my favorite food memories of you is uh-huh. we were outside of the laugh factory a couple of years ago and Turkey, this but- was when green blasts was still open <laughs> And you came out with a whole turkey leg, like it was medieval times, and just started like chewing on it as like people were coming out of the show.
0: Yeah. I was chewing on it like a king. Be gone See, with yourself. Most comedians
1: after the show, they stand outside, they try to look fresh as like, you know, the crowd comes out. Might be a, a nice lady. You want to catch her eye. Godfrey's standing there like a fucking like like he's in Game of Thrones at the-
0: <laughs> on a turkey yes. leg. I want my dragon now.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I love, I love a legs. smoked turkey leg. Is ridiculous, and they're like a dollar fifty. I remember they were like super cheap,
0: three bucks. I was like, and everything else was like What? I'm gonna get this turkey leg and be full. I'll eat. I'll get the turkey leg, and it was called Bien de Pablo. A pavo is turkey, and the, the Mexican dudes back there be like this Pierna de pavo. He's like, Oh, my friend, no mas. What? No more pierna de pavo. No, it's gone, man. I took it all, man. But next week, I promise, I'll give you a save you a pavo, the pierna de pavo. Because <laughs> the, the, the Mexican dudes I knew so well, you know, the dudes that work back there, yes. they knew us all. They be like, Hey, what's up? Escucho, what's up? Man? The pierna de pavo. Hey, no <laughs> I would dip it sometimes in the barbecue sauce. Holy shit!
1: That was such a special place. It's such a bummer that it closed down because you'd like it's walk really in and see like like Sean Penn sitting down eating a sandwich with like some like old Jewish lady at the next table, and I, and like famous comedians just hanging yeah. out.
0: I met Mark Ham- Hamill. We had a conversation. Luke Skywalker. I, I I had a oh yeah, I have a picture with it. It was me and him, and he I standing next to him. And we're just, and he's really funny. Like, you know, he does a lot of voiceover. Yeah. Mark Hamill does a lot of animation. And he was so like, I was, his his comedy IQ is sickening. He goes, he goes, yeah. I go, I go, man, Mr. Hamill. He goes, Hey, what's happening? we're talking. I go, I'm talking to fucking Luke Skywalker. He goes, you're Godfrey as in Godfrey Cambridge, right? I go dude, that's what my father's. He goes, Godfrey Cameron is a great comedian. I was just like, what the fuck? And we just, you know, we met all kinds of people in and out, you know, comics and yeah, that was a good, that was a cool place, man. Damn. It was a very cool place.
1: I I gotta say, and it's funny, I don't, I try not to talk too much about careers on this show because it's more about the food, but I will, you hold a very interesting place in my comedic heart in that if someone asked me, who is the last comic that you'd ever want to follow? It would be you. Because, and the thing is, like... Because
0: I fart before I leave the stage?
1: Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's, it's a disgusting tradition that you started as a young comic. That's why you take all these supplements, just to, like, increase the gas level.
0: Damn right.
1: The probiotic level. No, but... The thing is this, though. There are some comics you don't want to follow because they're gimmicky. Like, they're they're the music comic. Or they're, like you know what I mean? Like
0: It's a a poppy, yeah.
1: And it's like, that's their thing. And it's like, it's just the energy is so different. You're not gonna be able to follow it. But you are a comic who's doing, like, regular stand-up, and and I hate following you. That's why it's interesting to me. Because it's not gimmicky, the way that you destroy. But you have a way of getting into people's neurons in the crowd and just, like... Whipping them up into a frenzy like a conductor,
0: <laughs> and it's so fun okay. to watch neurons. Because I, you know, I was a, a pre-bed psych major in college, so when you say neurons, you're right there. I know neurons, dendrites, synapses. you Get them fucking things firing, bro. And yeah. I just, my thing is, I, I, I've always gone last. You know, I practiced that when I was in New York. You were in New York for a while, yeah. and I, um. I always would go at the end. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go at the end. And I was a late night comic. You know, when I first got there um, at the comic strip, I was late night. I was always doing the late nights when there was only like five people in the audience. I would have to do late night. I had to earn my regular spot. So I was just late night, late night, late night, late night. I'd go after every, I'd go after the last motherfucker of the last show. And it was like, it would be like, 100 people in the, in the audience. And then when I, tied, I got up there, there were 10. And right. so I was so used to that. They became a thing where I was used to it. And so I got a lot. And I, I'm telling you, I got a lot of material because the pressure wasn't so heavy when it was just 10 people in the audience. I was just making shit up. You, got, you know when you're in a smaller crowd, you get more conversational?
1: Yeah, you get absolutely. More
0: conversation. A lot of our material comes from conversations. It comes from just con- conversing with people, and you go, damn, that's funny. You know, that's funny. From, I get a lot of jokes from conversation, pop, just bouncing off of people. Yeah. So that was the style that I had. Late night made you do that. You were so conversational. You dig deeper when it's a smaller crowd, you know? Yeah. You take more chances because you're not responsible for so. I call it responsibility. Like, when it's a packed room, like, it, let's, let's say we're at the factory. It's, you're responsible for people at the top Mm-hmm. You're responsible for people in the back, but when it's just half, you've been, you know, we've done half. It's like, oh, I'm just responsible for these motherfuckers. This is great. I don't have to worry about the fuckers in the back and at the top. There's nobody watching. This is beautiful. I can be yeah. more I fun. But when everybody, when it's packed, you're like, okay, I got a responsibility. I got it because this motherfucker just killed it. Okay, you know, there's if you yeah. change up your game a little bit. Then I got to the cellar and I would do late night. I was hosted the cellar. I was a host for like five years at the cellar. When The seller did shows from nine to three in the morning, it was just one straight show. There was just yeah. a list. And Todd Berry was always the first guy. Greg Rogel. And it was those, the guys that were just like the more mellow dudes would start at the beginning. Then it was Mark Marin. Then it was, you know, it was uh, Norton. Then it was, and it got, you know, it was Rich Boss. Then it was Patrice. And then it was Greg Giraldo. Then it was Colin Quinn. Then it was, I mean, the list was sick. Keith was Robinson. Insane. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes you'd have Damon Wayans would drop it. Rock would drop it. Mel would drop it. Seinfeld would drop it. Robin Williams dropped in many times. Romano dropped in many times. So I was hosting during that fucking, ugh, when it was nine, it was 98, 2000, 2001. The, I was there for a while. Then I stopped hosting because Colin Quinn said, you should stop hosting. Don't do it too much. Start doing your act. Yeah. I said, you're right. I don't want to be too choppy. So I would just come up with creative ways to approach the stage. Yeah. You know, you know, one of my tricks was always like, Hey, what's up? Shitty crowd. How you doing? I heard you guys were so fucking awful. And they, you know, I would do stuff like that. Just something different. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. And then that's when you, I would get into people's neurons and shit. Let's just call this a shitty crowd. What the fuck was that? Yeah. It's like, you know, just different ways. And that's something about going last. It's I just, love you know. Yeah, that was just a practice I used, and then Dave Mattel would do it. Dave Tell, me and him would go last all the time. Until, up to this day, it's me Attell, or Attell, than me or Mattel It'd be Ross and Attell doing the bumpy mics, and 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 the bumpy mics thing is so dope because to watch Dave and Jeff just bounce off each other, it's a, it's a kind of a really good exercise. See Dave's quickness, you just go, holy shit, and then you yeah. to follow that, and then. When I'm doing the my step, Dave will go right after me. Dave doesn't even say nothing. I just, and that's why I respect Dave so much. He doesn't give a fuck. Now, when you're on the road, all that work, that late night work you do, watch what happens. You go, oh my God, you beat the fucking crowd up into a frenzy. You beat their asses down. You a comedic beatdown. Because you put that work in, I'm being serious than a motherfucker. It's like, you will see the difference. I have one guy I don't know if you met Akeem Woods.
1: Uh, the name sounds familiar.
0: Black dude came out about four or five years ago. He'd been traveling with me for like four or five years. He, he was like in the closet for a while. Then he came out as, you know, gay. I mean, he, he moved to New York City and he does a lot of late night shit now. Late night, late night. And the difference on road now, it's, it's, it's not, crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's bang bong, 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 bong. And I go, that is what happens going on stage is what makes you great but sometimes when you go on stage when it's not all the not the elements aren't all perfect man
1: no well
0: how 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 can you how how good is your material where they're like wow all that chaos this guy just we're like into it now like that you need i think you need those different scenarios sometimes it's good to go first why right. not go first when the audience is cold go first be the first motherfucker you know Totally. Be first. It's like a quarterback. You know, when I used to watch Peyton Manning, he was one of my favorites to watch because he he was always audible. Uh, Omaha, Omaha. He would see the defense switch and he go da ah, da nah, ba ba. He would switch up so many audibles. He goes, uh oh, I don't like what I see. I'm gonna go to this play, go to yeah. that play. That's what you are. You're like this comedic quarterback that you you don't like what's going on. You switch up. I
1: feel that way about. Um, I mean, just to bring it back to food a little bit, like there's some chefs yeah. that I really love that. Yeah they will have a dish that they're so known for that like, this yeah. is what everyone's coming for. And then they're just going to take it off the menu. Like Right. When they yeah. get famous for it, they're like, all right, I'm done with this. And yeah. next. And like, it's so tempting. I mean, it's so tempting to when you feel like things aren't well, like, oh, I'm just going to bring back that thing. I know it's going to work. I know it's going to work. It's going to be it's easy. Like a joke. Yes. A hundred percent. It's the same type of thing. It's like this, as much as you get used to it, there is something very kind of lonely about not doing well. And I think that's good that that's always there because it always keeps you wanting to do well. But the trap is to go back into your, you know, your your quiver, find, uh, you know, find that arrow that you know is going to work. Like we can yeah. all do that. We all have enough well, that we well, can do
0: well. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought it back to culinary because chefs and comedians, it's very similar. It's all about. You creating something and you have to show it to the public. You go, okay, I created this thing. I hope they like it. You know, the chef's probably like looking through the window, that little kitchen window going, do they like it? Do they like it? It's like a joke. You're like, okay, I've been, I put this ingredient in this jar. I put that word in that. Here it goes, guys. I'm serving it to the public. Yeah. Do they like it? Tell the chef it was magnificent. Oh my God. I want to say hello to the chef. Thank you. Or they'd be like, this is fucking horrible. That's why food is important. Eating well is important, because it does affect you performing. Comedy is a sport. People don't understand. It's a physical. It's physical. Yeah. You, you've done shows where you're like, yo, dude, I, I'm tired, because you're, me, you're, the, the fact you're using your the, the fact that we're thinking like this, bum, 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 putting words together, bum, bum being quick, that's so exhausting, and eating food, the, the good food, affects how you perform. That's yeah. real shit. 100%. People think it's funny. I go, I'm trying to tell you. It, it It's the truth, you know? I just, I don't.
1: Do you eat before you go on stage? I, I try. I Sometimes I don't
0: eat. No, I, it has to be a few hours before, um, because here's what happens when you don't you don't get hungry. It's because you have that parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system. So when you're in fight or flight mode, you it'll shut your your that's why it's so it's such a, a great system. It'll shut your hunger down. Right. It's like you have a job to do. You don't need to be looking for food right now. That adrenaline shuts it down, goes, okay, we need to perform. Then that's why when you're done, you're like, I'm starving like a motherfucker. God damn. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a perfect system that you don't yeah. need food in you. We don't need you to shit yourself. We don't need you to, you know, and sometimes, and this is what happened, you know. Do you remember Judah Friedlander? Yeah, of course. Who's also in, in Zoolander with me. He would always talk about, you know, dude, I'd like to take dumps before I go up. I go, me too sometimes. Like before you take a nice little adrenaline dump, <laughs> you know, you take a big piss or because your body is like literally cleaning you out going, you got something to do. We don't need nothing in you. We don't want nothing to interrupt. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, I don't, I eat after or I'll eat two hours before. Yeah. Before that. Yeah, because it just shut down all that. Yeah.
1: It's always funny when you perform like a casino and they're like, we want to take you out to the steakhouse before your show. And I'm like, do I have to? Yeah, yeah. Come on. You're going to love it. Get the uh, aged
0: ribeye for 10. (laughs) In fact, they're like, yo, we got to take you to the steakhouse. (laughs) One of the best. My buddy, he fucking right before you get on stage. Best cream
1: mashed potato spinach you've ever had (laughs) in your life. (laughs) He puts them all together with the cream. (laughs) Uh, uh, like, can I just have I'm, some
0: celery? <laughs> I have a smoothie. I'm cool. Fuck <laughs> out of here.
1: Let's talk sea moss. Aside from being the worst porn star name ever, sea moss has a pretty decent reputation of being a superfood. But more science needs to be done to prove its effectiveness. Sure, it's got selenium. It's got potassium. It's good for digestion. But most importantly, and here's the kicker, everyone, Kim Kardashian drinks it. And we're in America, baby, so that's all the evidence we need. Since Kim posted on Twitter that she puts sea moss in her smoothies, there has been a 380% increase in sales of it. Maybe that's why Godfrey can only get the crappy stuff now. Nowadays, when I drink alcohol, especially during the holiday season, I do not bounce back the next day like I used to. So... A lot of the time, I would be the person in the group not drinking, or I'd just end up skipping plans with friends altogether. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics, pre-alcohol probiotic, is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. They're proud that they're genetically engineered, okay? It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut, is this byproduct not dehydration that's to blame for your rough next day. Zebiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver but in your gut where you need it the most. Just remember to drink Zebiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Guys, I tried Zebiotics. I was obviously skeptical at first, all these little miracle druggy things, but I'm telling you it worked. I felt fine the next day. Um and uh, you know I have probably uh one or two many to drink, okay. Holiday season it happens. Seeing a lot of family that we disagree with, and the alcohol uh, helps and you know so Zbiotics helps with the next day is what I'm trying to say. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to Zbiotics.com/slash Green Eggs to get 15% off your first order when you use Green Eggs at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a hundred percent money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Remember, zbiotics.com greeneggs green eggs and use code green eggs for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every guest, uh, yeah. Godfrey, starting with, what is your earliest food memory?
0: Oh, shit. When I was little, I used to hate zucchini. I fucking hated it, man. Because it was like, a, it's a wannabe cucumber. It's a wannabe. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like a moth wannabe butterfly, but it's just sitting there <laughs> bumping against that light in the 7-Eleven going, I could have been a butterfly, could have been a <laughs> butterfly. And I liked cucumbers. And I remember my mother made zucchini and it was so, I was so angry. I was like five, four, or five. four And I was like, I don't want to eat it. My my brother, he could eat anything. He goes, I ate mine. And he was eating like dessert. My mother's like, and until you have to finish your zucchini or you will not get ice cream. I was like, and I'm sitting there dangling my legs like, and I was trying to eat the zucchini. I I hated it. I like it now, but I fucking hated it. Maybe (laughs) my mother made it like shit or something, but my mother could cook, but maybe she just I, that was my, and I was there for like an hour in the chair like this.
1: Oh my God, that's like, so funny.
0: Yeah. And I was trying to eat it. I was like, and I was trying to hide it in the napkin. She goes, don't hide it in the napkin. I'm watching you. My mother was just sitting there watching TV, <laughs> like looking at me. I was like, I, I, and every time I see zucchini, it reminds me of that time when I was like four, I think like four years old, oh, like
1: this. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny you say that. I totally, like, once you said it's like ugly cucumber, I was like, Yeah, that's what as a kid, that's what you always think, because you don't get the foods that need a lot of preparation. You don't get them. You're like, wait, but it looks like the thing that I can just take a bite out of. Why is it not that?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. But I I learned to appreciate zucchini bread, which is fantastic. And just, you know, but that pissed me off because I didn't like the texture. I'm a texture kind of guy. Yeah. Textures like I like crunchy things. I don't like like with cookies. I don't. And I'm a big I love baked food goods i love all that shit yeah i don't i don't and i'm rarely allergic to anything that's my part i don't i'm not allergic to shit i can eat anything yeah. really yeah it's just a matter of moderation but i that's don't like flex. soft that's the flex right there yeah You've i don't like no food allergies i don't like um my, i don't like soft cookies i'm like the fuck are we doing here that shit i like crunchy I like crunchy cookies. Interesting! Man. Wow. Yeah. So, do I'm you, not a big soft cookie guy.
1: Do you not like any slimy flavors? Like, like a lot of Japanese food has like slimy textures.
0: Yeah. Um, like sushi is cool. Um, I don't mind eel. Sushi, the eel. I like the eel. I like. I can I can handle that though. Sushimi. Um. Yeah. I can handle some of that stuff. Like, there's the you got like oysters. Huh. <sighs> I'm, I like mussels more than oysters because mussels have a chew to it. There's like a solidness yeah. to it. That shit, it, it so it depends on how they, you know, they they you know they season it. I'll go, what the? <laughs> it's like snot, bro. I could just just let me get a cold and swallow my own phlegm.
1: But it's snot of the ocean. It's like the ocean it's, blew his it's, nose into it's a like, shell for you. It's like
0: a fish went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what is,
1: your, what is your death row meal? We have to think of a reason you're on death row. How about you went to go get your sea moss and you saw it was that fucking new shitty sea moss? You lost your shit. You murdered the herbalist.
0: <laughs> and then now I'm in jail. And now you're now in I'm, jail. You're on death row. I, I'm on death row. It would be like my, my last meal. It would have to be a combo. Fuck that. Okay. It would have to be a combination of meals. I'm not just because I'm a breakfast, I, I don't eat breakfast a lot at all, but I love breakfast food. Yeah, It would have a challah bread French toast with scrambled eggs. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. I would (laughs) have... Challah bread is
1: way better as as French toast than it is as regular. I mean, regular challah bread is delicious, but man, as French toast,
0: it's like... Ooh, it's at another level, bro. Like, challah bread, French toast, scrambled eggs, and a really good, like, chicken sausage or turkey sausage, right? Then I would have some Korean food like those do some sort of bibimbap with bulgogi with that's beef bulgogi. I would have that. I would have Southeast Asian food. I would have some roti with a uh, yellow curry uh, and a sticky rice. And then yeah. I would, I would have Nigerian food, my fufu with my igusi soup. And yeah. I, would have...
1: I don't know what kind of fucking food court you think this prison has.
0: I, 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 but I'm asking, I'll be like, can you, you think you can get that? There is Uber Eats and I mean, there's, there's Instacart. I don't know. Can you get all that stuff? I would have all of that and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's Kelsey, a good little Oh, and my Jamaican oxtail. Gotta have my Jamaican food. My oxtail and uh, rice and peas and oxtail. And yeah. oof, they cover all the immigrant shit. Then I would take some, hmm. I would take some tabule and hummus and some really slice up. And then you have to slice up my pita bread in, in triangles and hummus. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have you some.
1: know, it's funny. Literally, the, all, every one of those things are some sort of immigrant comfort food.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's the best food. Immigrant shit wins all the time.
1: Oxtail is a very interesting ingredient because I think that there's nothing that's more economically polarizing from immigrant food to like white people food because if you go to like a fancy restaurant and they serve you oxt- oxtail is the cheapest piece of fucking meat you can get off the cow it's the cheapest thing ever it's also the most delicious but if so, you go to like a fancy restaurant dude the markup on oxtail is just like it's like, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. Bernie made off robbery
0: yeah. <laughs> what they're yeah. charging and the thing is though what's funny is oxtail people know how popular it is is actually very, it's expensive in some places. Like, by the pound, you're like, holy shit. And it's the ox's tail. Literally. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest. I mean, that meat is so fucking good. And there's some properties in oxtail that people will, you know, these vegetarians will be like, oxtail, it's, it's like the the ass of the, it's not the ass. It would have been ox ass. It's not the, it's the tail. and And, and they go, well, it's it's the tail that sweeps across. I go, but they're not, we're not eating it with the fur on it and the thing where if they cut it up, they wash it, they do all that other shit. And there's, there's, a, a, there's um, it's good for co- collagen, the oxtail. Yeah. There's yeah. properties that are good for your bones. So there's good. I love oxtail. I will never stop. Love. Getting, yeah, yeah. You know, vegetarians have a moxtail. Ugh. Oh, God. Trash. Trash. No. Moxtail. It's disgusting. Come up with it's your own disgusting. shit.
1: Stop trying to fake
0: our shit. Stay in your lane. Eat your grass burgers and your soil shakes and shut Shut the fuck up. Like My my,
1: my problem with the vegetarians is vegetarian Yelp. Every fucking vegetarian restaurant on Yelp has five stars because these fuckers want everyone to eat vegetarian. And they want everyone. So no matter what, they're giving five stars. And they're just like totally (laughs) inflating the numbers. This shit is nasty. It's like there's no way that Michelle's cassava hut is a five-star restaurant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they kill me with the they go, I go, listen. Have you ever heard of voodoo donuts? It's it's have I heard of it? Yes, of course. It's vegan. Vegan donuts. Yeah. Good. Amazing. I think they're cheating. I go, this is so damn good. You gotta be cheating. I think they cheat a little bit because I'll see like vegetarians that are chunky. I go, why are you chunky? Yeah. Why are you chunky? Oh, you're eating cookie sandwiches on the side. And vegetarians would be like, but fries, that's vegetarian. Uh, it's fried. That's not healthy. You're a chunky vegetarian and vegan. What are you eating, y'all? Yo? Fr- what are you frying? Your bean burger? The fuck are you doing? Like, they cheat How so many much.
1: Mo- How many mung beans are you taking down?
0: <laughs> With peanut butter smeared up. Because they got to <laughs> substitute a lot of shit to get the feeling of being full. Right. You know. And all they say is, well, look at what they do to the meat to the meat in the meat industry. I go, Well, they're actually fucking up the vegetarian industry too. And another thing too is what kind of ingredients do you think is an impossible meat? What do you think? There's seven billion milligrams of sodium. Why do you have hypertension after eating that impossible burger?
1: I had a I had a reporter on the podcast who specializes in all these, like I call them Silicon Valley foods, like like the impossible meat and then possible eggs and stuff. And what I gathered from it was that none of it has to do it. It's all just like activist food. Like they just want less animals to be killed. And because of that, they don't give a fuck what they put into it. As long as it it satiates your thing. And so a lot of these chemicals are insane, but it's like, Hey, it's not an
0: animal. Cool. But I'm having, I'm
1: drinking, I'm eating a gasoline burger. (laughs) It's
0: like, and then they want us to eat it and try out their foods because they go because you know first of all our our taste buds are normal and theirs aren't so when they get it and trick us to hey taste this is pretty good we're their taste testers right so when, when they go oh the meat eaters liked it so let's mark that down as a good one sneaky bastards yeah they're just sneaky there's and my thing is my thing is i don't hate vegetarian food i just don't want it to taste gross i just want it to be good no i don't care what Oh, like If I go
1: to an Indian restaurant and I eat vegetarian, I will be very, very satisfied. It'll be great. But they're not trying to give me a fucking... Uh, they're not like, try this hot dog. It's made out of... No! I don't need that.
0: <laughs> this is a... This, 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 what do they call it? This is an impossible meat hot dog. We call it a, a hot dog impossible. This is, this is a nut dog. It's
1: nut it, is not not. Nut <laughs> it is a not dog. It is non
0: and not dog. It is a non nut dog. We put it in bread instead. You put it. It in the, the bun. is non is replacing the other I million mean, the non. Like the that non hot dog sounds pretty you know, fucking good. <laughs> roll. that does sound kind of fresh, don't it? <laughs> Somebody's listening is like, hmm.
1: Mm, hello, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> what what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had
0: the best i have had different high-end meals that were amazing i not too long ago last my birthday i went to this really good korean spot oh my goodness it was an eight course thing it was so damn good it was downtown new york i forgot what it was called forgot the name it was bad it was fabulous it was a different it was different courses oh, it was so, it was just next level shit. I was like, damn, it was so good. And I remember going to a Daniel Ballou. You know Daniel Ballou, right? Yeah, yeah. I met him actually, met him at the Samsung. It was, he was doing, because he was working with Samsung on like, he was like um, a uh, spokesperson for their ovens and stuff like that. And I went and it was all this cool. And the CEO of Samsung, because I, I had a Sam, I was a Samsung guy. So I met him. And I went to. Uh, I remember going to. It was either his restaurant. It was in an airport. It was either his or what's his name? Oh, Wolfgang.
1: Uh huh.
0: Wolfgang. Club. Man, I was in a some airport overseas, and man, that food was hot. It was so damn good. It at was the Wolfgang's
1: at the airport. It was a yeah. It was Switzerland. no Tom way.
0: Airport. It was either we were. In, it was in Switzerland. It was somewhere we were, and you could sit down fly and we had a nice little layover and i just ate some of the best food in the airport man it was high-end shit even if we weren't in the airport it was top-notch
1: i love it. Was it. top-notch yeah what is the best low-end meal you've ever had so this could be a street taco this Ooh. could be could be your fucking smoked turkey leg
0: <laughs> Surf. yeah i know i know the surf. There's, there's a place called surf what is it surf Inter- it's right there in dc in DC. Washington, D.C., right down the street from the D.C. Improv. It's a Mexican. You stand. It's a stand. It's called okay. Surf and Something. Jesus. I was just there, and their burrito. Oh, Surfside? Mother.
1: Is it Surfside yep.
0: taco stand? Oh, mother. What? Oh, I, yeah. I, I recommend going there. The burritos. Woo! This joint. Oh, yeah. Yep. This looks great. Fantastic place to eat, man. Fantastic place to eat.
1: We shout out all the restaurants that are mentioned uh, during the episode. They, the way, they, so.
0: they, 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 oh, they're, they're a fan. Oh my God. They are so good. And also Joe's pizza in New York city. On Joe's Carmine pizza street. On Carmine street, man. Yeah, that's so, as good as it gets. That's, that's just, I mean, that's where they filmed Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. He, <laughs> he was working in that, you know, that, 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 that that's my play. I've been eating there for 20 years when I feel like eating pizza get a slice you can stand outside and eat it inside it's yeah it's the best <laughs> yes it is the best
1: Yep. um i i i don't know if you're a drinker or not do you drink or you don't
0: drink not really um mm-hmm. wines i'll taste here and there i'm into like mixology drinks that don't make it taste too liquor even though they have like this gin that's 100 year old gin we mix it with a orange grind and a Blah, blah blah and it tastes sweet i like stuff like that but i'm not really a drinker per se i don't really drink i don't know i don't understand the fascination of beer i never yeah. in college forgot it but i do like shandies 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 are like you take because nigerians the drink of nigerians is um guinness guinness stout really it's a lager it's very thick it's Irish. how did that happen yeah. Well, it's it's Guinness Stout has always been a Nigerian drink since I was little. My father, we had stacks of that shit. It's Heineken, Guinness Stout, Beck's, or and and we would and you could take the Guinness Stout, mix it with like Seven Up or something, and it would taste like sweet. And they call it in New York. It's called like a shandy. And you wow. would, yeah, and it's really good because you know Guinness is very heavy. It's like a meal almost. Yeah. You know. And it's a dark lager beer and it gets really foamy. Yeah. And I would like to drink it. I would put um, like some 7-Up or Sprite in it and mix it like, like that. And that's how that's that's the most liquor I would drink. But I would taste my girlfriend taught me about wines. She's a wine person. So I I like wines here and there. You know, I go by taste. I'm not a sommelier, but I go by taste. But I don't really drink. No, I'm a root beer guy. Big
1: time. I'm always fascinated by like which ethnicities pick up different boozes. Like Persians love Black Label for some reason. Like, oh yeah, they need Black Label all the time. Like, oh that's, really? That's the booze lately. Oh. And then lately it's tequilas. But like, I and then I feel like Indians love Red Label. Like everyone's got their oh, weird. What? Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that because Nigerians are like Guinness backs, but I don't know it might have changed cuz it's old school i don't know Yeah, maybe not different because there's so many different popular drinks now there's there's this tequila there's that the rock has a tequila puffy has a te- every you never know cuz people are want to be so live and hip now Yeah, they yeah, could just yeah. oh i'm doing this kind of hennessy i'm doing what's the other that that real popular tequila now casamigos everyone casamigos. loves casamigos yeah everybody's got casamigos yo it's it's like branding shit now people are drinking because they, it's a branding thing now. Oh, it's so, all
1: it is. Yeah. So I mean, many it's all liquors. the same shit, just a different bottle. Yeah.
0: Zipper bottle. Snoop has shit out. Everybody has a liquor. Everybody has a tequila or a liquor. I mean, everybody does. So, Well, dude, I it was think like
1: when Clooney, when Clooney got Casamigos, everyone started shitting on him. They're like, you loser. Like, what are you doing? You're an actor. And then he sold it for a billion dollars. <laughs> and they're like, um, I would like, uh, yeah. can I... Can I have yeah. my own yeah. uh, vodka yeah. and like every yeah. beverage group? Like,
0: <laughs> I would love. I would love to have a a drink out. I would love to make one a root beer. I would make that. Would be your thing. I love root beer so much. I, you know, it's in my writer. No way. Yeah, I, I'm. I have. I either Stewards, IBC, Virgil's. I have Hanks. When I used to go to Greenblatt, it was Henry Weinhardt. Henry Weinhart, yeah. Dad. Ayers, they had the good ones. So there's like, there's so many root beers that are sh- top notch. There's Saranac, was it Saranac, 1885, I, different ones that I drink at Gotham Comedy Club. They have a great one.
1: Yeah. Is root beer one of those things where, like, there's some things that, like, I like the kind of organic, naturally version of them. And there's other things that I just want the OG style, like ketchup. I just want my ketchup to be Heinz, or you know what I mean? Yeah, like with sure. root beer, like is the stuff that's way too natural, like a little too funky or that's like good stuff.
0: It like, it, it depends, man. It, it's a taste thing. It's really a taste thing. Like, it's like wines. I'm telling you, it's like you drink, you go, nah, mm, that's a little too much sarsaparilla. Whatever the fuck that is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the fuck. But you'll know when you hit, you hit your deal. Oh, this is good shit right here. This is good. And you just know it by taste. You go by taste. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's yeah. different. You go by taste. Like for wines, I like Riesling. I like the German wine. I like Riesling. And there's different kinds of Riesling. I like Riesling. I like sort of a sweeter wine, white wine. Yeah. And when it comes to like Malbec's, the red wines, Malbec's or Cabernet's, I go by taste. Like I go by what, how it goes down. I go, oh, this is pretty smooth. This one I didn't like. This one's weird. I just go by feel. You know, well, that's
1: important because I feel like most people want to go by is this the cool thing? Am I supposed to say that I like this or not? And no, that's not and a good not, way to live.
0: That doesn't mean it's great. I've had $14 wines that were dope as hell. I go, yeah, this is really nice. Like it's, I don't have an aftertaste. It's really nice. And they go, Oh, it only is 16 bucks. I was like, wow, this, but what about that hundred dollar one? That shit was trash. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, Brian taught me about wines one time at Greenblatt's. He knows, he just, went around It did Brian Callen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tell you about wines. It depends on the grape. Depends on the, the temperature. Depends on the vine. Depends on the region. See, a real man knows his wines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, Tom Papa will do shows where he, he asks them to, like, he's like, when I do, like, a charity show and they, like, don't know how to pay me, I'm like, just pay me in wine. And he's like, there's so many cases of insane wine.
0: That's Tom Papa? Yeah. That's awesome. Tommy goes, they can't pay me, so I get wine. (laughs) Everybody like the wine? I love the wine. (laughs) Tom, Mr. Italian. You know what I love is I love his dad. His dad, I call him um, Papa Papa. (laughs) That's that's good. That's good. Papa Papa. He's (laughs) a little little stocky little Italian guy. And he goes, how you doing? He's just a fucking strong little Popeye. I go, how's Papa Papa doing?
1: (laughs) I love it. Who is your favorite celebrity food personality?
0: My favorite celebrity food personality. I used to love uh, Emeril Lagasse. Oh, yeah. Old school. Bam! I loved him. Boom! He really, I liked him a lot. He created the genre. He created the genre had a sports mentality to, to, to cooking. He's like, he looks like a, a football coach. Yeah. And he'd be like, all right, this next thing we're going to do. Bam. And I, yeah, Legasi was my dude and he's still around still selling yeah. his stuff. I loved him. I was like, I, I, I would watch his show cause he made it, he made it so fun. The crazy thing
1: it. is he had that show. It was the highest rated show on the food network on any food platform mm-hmm. forever. Yeah and no one really does it anymore. No one does the stadium seating cooking show. Yeah,
0: Yeah. they don't, maybe it could be, it could be like, we can't really do that anymore. I I don't know, they may be consolidated. Um, I used to like, when I was growing up, there was a guy named the Cajun chef, Cajun cooking. And he, and it was an old guy, an old white dude from the New Orleans. And he'd be like, oh, I guarantee. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) And he wouldn't measure. he just use his hand, go like this. So we just put a little dash down there. Little, mm, we don't have to measure there. Oh, I could tell right there. Mm, put some little spice there, a little salt there. Mm, this is going to be a good this one. guy? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Justin Wilson. That's my man right there.
1: Dude, That's, when you said, dude, I guarantee, I was like, oh, I remember I this guarantee. guy. I <laughs>
0: guarantee. <laughs> Yo, he was fantastic. It was him. Um my mother came up on Julia Child, So we always had cooking in our house because Julia Childs were my mother's favorite. And Julia yeah. Child would be like, today we're gonna to be talking about some really good good baking. You no, know? uh, we have my friend, uh he's uh he likes to cook cupcakes. Oh yeah, you know, and so we would watch we would watch Julia Child. Um that that was always my mother watched all her episodes. It was always yeah. Julia Childs on PBS in Chicago, Best. channel Best. eleven. And so my mother would literally follow directions. We had cookbooks. My mother would try to cook that. And I go, mom, that looks nasty. Like this. So we take the pepper and you put some little, oh boy, it's going to be good. You know, we would, we that was, that was my, that was, those are the people we we came up on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a Cajun chef because the Cajun chef really added a lot of personality. He really yeah. was like, there was personality and it was so fun. The cooking was so fun. Yeah. and. And there were so many cooking shows, so many cooking people. I mean, do you remember, Ray- the, do you
1: remember, remember the Frugal Gourmet?
0: Hell yeah! The <laughs>
1: that was another gourmet. random one that I love. That guy, he was but like, he was like, like the Mister Rogers of like of like cooking. He's like,
0: and it and it, frugal. Hey man, you don't have a lot, but we're gonna teach you. But here's what I had a problem with as far as the Food Network, and I, you know, I love getting into race because I go, "I the Food Network is so racist." I go, first of all." We don't, need, we don't need white people making Persian food. We don't need white people making you know, African food. We don't need white people making Mexican or Asian food. Get the people from that fucking country and give them a show. I mean, what are we doing here? You know, I'm right. like, how come, and I do this joke about the Food Network, because a lot of people love food. I go, there should be a Mexican dude cooking everybody's shit. Because <laughs> they're the ones in the kitchens, honestly. A lot of them, are ones in the kitchens cooking our food. They're back yeah. there cooking everybody's shit. And not one Mexican man or woman really has a TV show that's cooking all the food. Right. What's going on here? It's like if Food Network's <laughs> very racist for them to have such a variety of taste. But yet you have the same face making the food of people like myself, which is fucking stupid. Right. 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 Yeah. It's bullshit. It's cultural appropriation in a culinary sense. And enough of that shit okay get other people
1: I, I, i'm gonna push back just for fun just for fun I'm okay gonna push no back
0: a little oh, push
1: back Fuck okay. yeah. i think that here's the thing i feel like most mm-hmm. food most yes. food did come from some sort of cultural appropriation okay and actually in a lot of ways they came about in, in much worse ways like wars like sure. i always talk about food in sardinia sure. Like it has saffron in it. Like that didn't just come for chance. There was like a Moorish invasion. They raped and pillaged, killed everyone. And they like, someone dropped a bag
0: of saffron. And they say, <laughs> yo, look, saffron. <laughs> and now they use no. saffron. <laughs> oh, of course, you, 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 look at, you look at different countries that take over other countries. You look at Russia and how they run the Ukraine, Uzbekistan and all these other countries. And they, they put their, yeah, we're gonna, they probably have, Culinary they put their, Russian.
1: They're dumb, awful food culture into these
0: other <laughs> yeah, countries. They're goulash and they're stupid borscht. Boiled potatoes for Boiled all of you. Potato for everyone. Now we boil and no saute. Okay. You know, <laughs> but then Georgian, but Georgian food is fire. Yeah. If you had Georgian food, yeah, Georgian food is really interesting. It's a lot of bread and eggs, a lot of yeah. heavier like carbs. When I was in Russia, i did a show in russia in 29 2018 um in moscow i was the first american to do a, an american set in moscow Amazing. with with an interpreter in a booth there was an interpreter and russians with headphones they experimented oh my with- god shut I, up I, I, andrew, andrew schultz did it after me because they i was the the guy they wanted and they said we think you can like we think you can interpret we think your jokes are 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 so international and we think you can you can do it and so I did it. I did one show in Moscow. I was there for 10 days. Okay. And 300 Russians, headphones on. A guy that was, uh, could speak English and studied in America, he was in the booth. He was a performer. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you as you tell your jokes and speak into this mic, and they're going to hear it in Russian. The shit was so wild. And wow. I'm talking... I'm talking, the guy's like, and, and then they're laughing. It was a little bit of a delay, and they're like, ha, 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 ha. And I'm wow. talking, and I'm like, it's when I, he went along with me, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? He goes, the shit worked. I did an hour and a half.
1: No way. I'm so shocked because your act is so dynamic that I would think it's a very hard act to translate in real time. He did it. I don't know how, wow. but I told him,
0: I told him, Hey, be funny. This is on you, boy. <laughs> be funny, bro. I talk about it on stage and it gets the biggest. It's so great. It's like it's amazing. Boy, I went to a Georgian restaurant there. Cause I, yeah. I was like, oh, oh man, that food was unbelievable. The, the, the breads and the, and the soups. And it was amazing. Yeah. Georgian food is fantastic. And if you ever see a Georgian restaurant, go in that bitch. That yeah. was, and I was in Russia eating that shit. And it was. They're
1: also, awesome. they're also the culture, one of the first cultures to make wine were the Georgians.
0: Oh, wow. I could yeah. see that. They got a real ethnic look. They look, because you got Dagestan, Dagestan, they kind of look like Georgia. that dark hair, the dark hair. Yeah. And they do that dance. Have you seen their traditional dance? The
1: yeah. The Georgian and- Yes.
0: They do this thing where they spin on their knees, they spin and they kick their legs. It's, Im- it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's like the, one of the hardest dances I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's really energetic and they spin around, spin around on their knees and they and they're, and they do around the woman and they're doing this thing with their hands and they jump up in the, air. it's unbelievable. Yeah. The jo- I, I was all up in that shit. Like what the fuck? Like it's incredible, but that food is fantastic. And you know, all cuisines are all about I'm all about cuisines because you know when you have a, a culture a heavy culture you know that food is gonna be Ooh, I can't wait to eat that food yeah that's all and one of my favorite shows was um you know the guy that traveled around who passed away oh Bordan. that show yeah. was that was fucking great he would go to the country talk about the political unrest there the political situation the things that were happening while yeah. eating food. And I used to get so hungry. I go, look at how good this shit looks. Oh, yeah. And he go around the world. He even went to a waffle house. I remember going, he was in Atlanta and he went to a waffle house and he'd go to, he'd go there, he's in Atlanta at a waffle house. You know, yeah. he do that. That was probably, Anthony Bourdain was one of the best shows, like straight yeah. up, hands down. I loved it.
1: Hands down. Yeah. No one's recreated that either. It's funny. Like no, no. one's recreated Emeril and no one has recreated Anthony Bourdain.
0: Because they, because it, it's much a, it's a for whack motherfuckers. You got to get the right person to do yeah. it. You got to get Bourdain was a, a former heroin addict. You know, yeah, he was a former heroin addict. He was been through some shit, so he was yeah. like, you know, it was different. He went through shit. He didn't come with this. Wasn't an arrogance. There was a thing like I've been through some shit. Right. So he was. It was a humanity to him. It was just a humanity to him. Emerald. Emerald was really about that. Like it was just something about. Like a coach, like, yo, bomb, check this out, bomb. And Italians loved him. He was just like a fucking, a New York guy, just boom.
1: We got three more questions to get to. Yeah. Next one is, what is your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. One food you are going to eat for the rest of your life, you will never get tired of it.
0: I would say, I'd probably get oxtail, oxtail, rice and peas and oxtails, yeah?
1: Interesting. Every yeah. day. Every day. And then on the other side of the spectrum, what food can't you stand? A food you can't stand eating. Oh, eggplant. No, Godfrey. Ugh, fuck
0: that. Come Ugh. on. You can have it. You can stick it up your ass, too. <laughs> no eggplant. You know,
1: eggplant and zucchini are kind of in a similar family. Yep. I could see that.
0: I'm, I'm good. I don't like the look of it. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie, though. One time I was at this, some really nice restaurant. And it was um the chef made this eggplant dip and it was fantastic. But it didn't look like eggplant, it just looked the way they did it. I was like, what is this? Eggplant? I was like, damn. Uh, you got good. bamboozled. Like, he got you. <laughs> it was but that's called culinary arts. Yeah. You know? That was it like a, a like yeah. a joke. It's all on how you serve it, man.
1: The delivery, baby. <laughs>
0: it's all <odd> delivery, bro. <laughs>
1: Uh, I love it. Baba Ganoush took you down. You were like, okay. Baba oh,
0: Ganoush got me, man. <laughs> I can do oh, this. really good, but I do not like the look of eggplant. Oof. Bam. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
1: Oh, that's so funny that it, it it tricked you. It would be like if you saw this comedian and he was just so funny and then he got off and you're like, you know he's, he's like a, a member of the KKK. It's like, oh, oh fuck, man, but, but he got me. But
0: damn, it was good. He was funny, though.
1: <laughs> he got me. Um, all right, last question. This is my favorite question. What are your restaurant pet peeves?
0: Cleaning while people are eating, and that 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 chloride shit is coming. Yes. I, I, get, I get my, I get nauseated. I, I don't, I can't eat anymore. Dude, when they clean around you and you smell the fucking the the chlorine or whatever that whatever that the cleaning ingredient is, you're like, it hits me, and I just go, I can't eat anymore. My stomach is, I'm on to vomit. Yeah.
1: I'm a hundred million percent with you, and I think no one's ever said that on the podcast yet. Yeah, I agree a million percent. It's fucking awful. It's disgusting.
0: It's I, it's so disgusting. And I, every time I smell, I go, "Oh, it smells like someone was mopping the floor." I get I get like nauseated, and I don't yeah. eat anymore. It shuts down. because my stomach turns. That it happens. I, it's it, true. I'm like, why the fuck are you mopping around me? Like that smell is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I, is, I hate that shit.
1: Yeah, it is awful. My dad would like grab their arms before they could spray. Like, oh, really? you are not going to do it to this table. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, dad did a like lot of like shit. grabbing people in restaurants. Like, so, if someone tried to take his food before he was done, he would smack their hand.
0: <laughs> Fucking, he's so person. Like, he's so. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> That's so great. Just immigrant
1: so Just immigrant shit. Just like, Mom, dad, love- you can't call the waitress sweetie, dad. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it. It's okay. Honey, get me the water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Get me the water.
1: <laughs> uh, Godfrey, this is so much fun. Tell
0: the people where they can find you on instagram comedian godfrey you can find me there also in godfrey we trust the podcast on the gas digital network uh is tuesdays and fridays 10 p.m eastern um yeah man and that's uh, and i'm gonna get my website done real soon thank god finally i left it because the pandemic didn't know what was gonna happen thought we were done thought it was apocalyptic but no we're here so yeah, Instagram, Comedian Godfrey, and you can see where I'll can where i be. If you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, Ohio, December 2nd through the 4th. Cincinnati, Ohio, Funny Bone. Also, uh, December 8th through the 11th is San Antonio LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio, December 8th through the 11th. And then December 16th and 17th is the Toledo Funny Bone in Ohio. So people from Detroit, it's very close. They come through. Also, for New Year's is the Baltimore Comedy Factory, December thirtieth and thirty-first.
1: I love it. Well, Godfrey, uh, I said it before. I'll say it again. You're my favorite comedian to watch live. And if you guys can make it to any of these dates, you should absolutely make it. Do not miss Godfrey. He is unbelievable. Thank you, Godfrey. This was amazing. Dude,
0: thank you, bro, peace.